Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Chris Caputo, George Washington, basketball coach, good enough to join us via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, be the books. Download the BetQL app today. Scott Jackson and Doc Walker. How you doing, Coach? Uh, thanks for giving us some time this afternoon. Hey. How you doing, Doc? Scott? Hey, we're good, how, brother. How, how about you? We're we're good. Uh, we're excited. Good. Uh, what were your emotions good. like yesterday watching that game? Uh, and with obviously a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge of that staff of those players, guys you coach with, guys you recruited. Uh, how did that go for you yesterday? Yeah, it was funny. I um, I uh, I was like a nervous parent, you know. I was like, uh, you know, I, so you know how you see the video of like people in the stands and they look really like they're going to cry and they're nervous yeah, in yeah. these close games. That's how I was sitting on my couch <laughs> in uh, Northern Virginia. Yeah, it had to be. I mean, what is it about coach? I mean, he is, we all know he's as gracious to us, the others offside the court, but he seems like he has a genuine affection for his players and they give it back to him. Yeah, he's got a way about it in himself uh, and a way with the players that's very unique. He's he's demanding, but he's not demeaning. Um, he gets those guys to play for him and for each other. Uh, he he you know he's just got he's kind of got that uh, way of making you maybe feel disappointed when you're not doing what you're supposed to do and not you know, a fear thing. <laughs> there's a little, there's a healthy fear there, sure. But like, he's just got a way to get those guys to feel like, Hey, when he asked me to do something, it's in my best interest. And, uh, and, and that, it, you know, it, what I've said is also like, it's never about him. Uh, they know that, that, that there's no, you know, motives other than, you know, trying to help them become the best that they can be. Chris Caputo is with the George Washington basketball coach uh, here on Burgundy Gold Today. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Talking about uh, the team he was with last year, the Miami Hurricanes, headed to the Final Four. What, what about this team, uh, you know, coach, that, that uh, is, is fascinating? If you just jumped in this weekend to watch them, and one night they're knocking down threes left and right, and then, you know, in the next game to get to the Final Four, they only take eight of them, and they're able to do it. Seems to me that that's a, that's a type of team that you like that can play a couple different ways. But what were your thoughts on how the, the two games are so different over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I thought the, uh, the physicality of Houston um, at the rim, you know, you really can't get much at the rim against them. You're going to have to make threes. 
And then, uh, you know, with, uh, with Texas, you know, their game plan was really to face guard guys and, and really not even allow you to take a three. And they had to get creative. And once they kind of went a little bit smaller with their lineup and they were able to string together some stops there late in the game in the middle second half, allowed them to get out in transition. And, uh, you know, they, they've had a very difficult path. You know, when you think about um, – I was looking at this earlier. Someone was, you know, if you look at Ken Palm, if you're familiar with those yeah. metrics, you know, the, the 63rd uh, best team was Drake in the first round. That's a heck of a first round opponent. The 29th best team in the second game in Indiana. Uh, and then the, uh, the, I believe the fifth uh, best team in Houston and the second best team. Or it's the other, other way around. around. Yeah, Houston, it's the other way around. Second best. Yep. Yeah, Houston second, um, Texas five, and now they play the number one Ken Palm team in Connecticut. So, uh, you know, uh, that's the test of a true champion. You know, obviously ACC champions, regional champions, when you're able to uh, defeat those type of opponents, it's, it's really incredible. Remember back in the day, Chris, we used to talk about the closer you got to the final game, the depth perception and play some of the places you were playing yeah. was an obstacle, potential obstacle for shooters. Doesn't seem to be that case anymore, does it? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, um, the one thing about playing a football stadium from Miami mm-hmm. is, you know, you, you you know those those guys have all played at the Dome at Syracuse. Right. You know, so, right. uh, you know, the, the big arenas at the high level, you know, they're, they're pretty common, obviously. Uh, you know, Miami's arena isn't terribly big, but, Certainly you play at Carolina, you play at Virginia, you know, you know, you play at Pitt, you play a couple of places that are, you know, quite large. But I think playing at the Dome might give you an interesting uh, advantage because you're very familiar with that type of depth perception in a, in a big stadium setting uh, like that. So, Chris, as you're watching this, again, you know the players very well. You guys were so close last year. Um, and yeah. you were part of that staff 17 years ago to the day to yesterday that went to the Final Four at George Mason. Anything you know similar to those those teams with with Coach Larinaga to to the team that uh, he's taken now for you, or is it, do you see any similarities to the things he's done, or is it just you know completely different? And again, tip of the cap to him for being able to do it 17 years apart. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's you know he's the common factor, right? And sure. and, and you know the way. He's able to instill confidence, give those guys a calmness uh, in, in, in high-pressure moments, I think, is is the thing that stands out. You know, it's funny. My staff was in here talking about the game. And they said, yeah, they're down like 12 points, you know, mid-second half, and he, he seems calm as a cucumber. And I think the guys play that way, and yeah. I think we did back in the day as well. And we did last year on our run to the, um, to the Elite Eight. We were up six on Kansas at half and had a chance to – to go to the final four last year as well. So that's for sure. I think the game has changed so much. And you think about, you know, the game 17 years ago, we threw it to Will Thomas from Baltimore and Jai Lewis from Aberdeen, Maryland. And we had three guys from uh, uh, all high school recruits and then three D.C. area guys, Fowler and Campbell, um, uh, Tony Skin and, and Lamar Butler all on the perimeter. And we threw the ball inside every time down the court. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, but to both blocks, you know, each yeah. guy got their turn on the block, and you know that no one's throwing it to anybody in the post, let alone two guys in the post now. So aesthetically, the game has obviously changed. Portal, 
transferring. How do you encompass all of these these moving parts now that are becoming a part of the landscape? Yeah. Some teams profiting. Is there a certain key to success with this? You know, it's really interesting. I mean, I think the landscape of college basketball has changed so much in the last, you know, three or four years. You talk about it. Uh, I just think, you know, it's like any business, you adapt or die. You know, and Coach L in particular has been so good at adapting throughout his career. You know, uh, no one was doing the transfer thing 10 years ago, and yet, you know, our first two uh, teams that won, you know, we had two Sweet 16 teams in 13 and 16. Both of those teams had three starters that were transfers, and now it's really become commonplace. Um, the NIL obviously has become a factor and, and an important piece in this. And then the immediate eligibility where, you know, guys, if they're not playing, uh, no matter how good of a school, no matter how good of a situation, a coach, what have you, it almost become, it's much more businesslike. It's nothing personal. It's just, hey, I need to go somewhere I can play more. So the world has changed, and yet I think, you know, the people that are going to be the best are going to be adaptable and, and they're able to move uh, with the times and make those things work in your favor and not against you. We're talking to Chris Caputo, George Washington, uh, head coach with us here on the Team 980 Streaming Live on the free Odyssey app, joins us via the BetQL guest hotline. So this year, your, your first chance to be a head coach at George Washington, uh, you know, did, did you find yourself using a lot of Larinaga-isms? Uh, did, you, did you take any of those with you, Chris, or, or, or did you yeah, kind of find yeah, your own used, style? No, no, we, we you know, look, I, we were together 20 years, yeah. so uh, yeah. uh, I, I've learned a lot, and... Uh, you know, I think that the, the, on one hand, you do a lot of the same things. And on the other hand, you know, you, you, you know, um, any, anybody who's trying to be somebody they're not, uh, it's never going to work with, with players, right? So I have to be myself, uh, but yet, obviously, always with the influence of, of coach. Your conference, you know, I was last year. I was miffed at uh, some of the guys that were, you know, the teams that were left out. This year, you know, the computer numbers, you know, say you're a one bid league. I yeah. know you've coached in it. You've been close to it uh, when you were at Mason as well. What What are your thoughts on that? And and how can they, uh, I guess, can the Atlantic Ten kind of change the narrative on what the net has yeah. done to them the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the interesting thing is the net has done that to a lot of quote-unquote mid-major teams. I, I think mm-hmm. if you look at the way the programs in the Atlantic 10 operate, the, the, their, their, uh, the salaries <laughs> that people make, the, yeah. the attendance, the, the um, quality of play, uh, you know, we, we, had, we beat South Carolina by 30 points, and obviously they didn't have a great year in the SEC, but they did beat Kentucky, I believe. And then, um, you know, we, we go out to Hawaii and really had Washington State beat, um, you know, like – I think for us, even the year before, Dayton beats us, uh, Miami, that is, on, mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Thursday, then beats Kansas on a Friday, right? So I've always told people, hey, you want to know how good the Atlantic 10 is? We go to the Elite Eight, Kansas wins the national championship, Dayton beat both of us back-to-back nights. <laughs> so to be good in the Atlantic 10, you got to be as good as everybody else. I, you know, I would ask that – I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, what, what really – what value the net brings when it seems to be heavily, heavily relied upon. And yet there's more, I mean, there's more mid majors uh, that are going into the sweet 16 and, and now two in the final four. So, you know, something, 
probably has to be done in examining that. Uh, but in the meantime, again, we're going to have to make it work in our favor if we can as a league. And that's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that are putting their heads together on that. Well, ten and eight in conference this year, you know, sixteen and sixteen overall, and you guys are good, at, really good at home. And I know you f- probably feel like you'd be better, even better going forward. But what was the biggest takeaway for you coming out of the season, year one at George Washington? Yeah. And what's it going to take to kind of take that next step for you? Yeah, well, I, you know, I was super excited to take the job. You know, my time at George Mason, you know, GW people forget they had been the NCAA tournament three years in a yep. row, had been in the top ten in the country. Um, you know, obviously, Coach Jarvis had taken them to a Sweet Sixteen. Uh, they had won the NIT in 2016, so a program that I think made 17 postseasons in 25 years from 91 to 16. Obviously, incredible institution, top 60 in the country academically, great location. Uh, I always joke to people, I, I lived in Miami for 11 years. If, if you think I was leaving fi- Miami for not a nice place, you're, you're sadly <laughs> mistaken. You know? so I, I, love, I, I love the D.C. area, my wife and I, yeah. and, uh, you know, for me, uh, the place has got so much potential. I was proud of our group. Uh, you know, we, we had the most wins since 17 season, the uh, first winning record in league play since the 17th season. Had some really good moments, beat Dayton here, beat South Carolina, won, won a bunch of cool road games, you know, at Bonaventure and at Davidson. And so, you know, for me, uh, it was the first step in it, in it with a lot of work to do and a, and a, and a long journey. Uh, but I think that we've been able to, you know, show people a glimpse of, you know, what 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 it can be, what it has been at GW, and uh, and as we all know, you know, this area loves basketball. You know, we've got the best players in the country in this area, and as we start to continue to build our brand, you know, I think people will get excited about what we're doing. Well, we're enjoyed watching it this year. Can't see what can't wait to see what it looks like next season. And uh, thank you for your time today, Thanks, Coach. Coach. Uh, Caputo, have a good off season. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Yep. All right. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you, Chris Caputo. Uh, obviously knows that uh, Miami program very well. Uh, last year was on that staff. Lead A was there. You know, been with Jim Larinaga for a long time, uh, but year first year away from a pretty strong for uh, George Washington too. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.